Welcome to the Carnival World Talk podcast. Hello and welcome back to Carnival World Talk. I really hope uh, you've been able to have a good Christmas and a nice new year. Uh, I know we're all back in lockdown now, so it's probably not the new year that we wanted. It definitely isn't the new year that we wanted, but hey-ho, we have to rock on with these things. I wanted to live up to the name Carnival World uh, and I didn't want to just talk to loads of majorettes and I didn't want to talk to loads of Morris um, and I do have some other ideas and ventures of where to go next um, but for now we're going to talk to some Morris icons and where best to start than Wendy Lewis from Hagfold. If you don't know Wendy then you basically must have been living under a rock for the last 44 years but Wendy runs a successful troupe called Hagfold Morris Dancers and they've won many titles. And Wendy talks about her mum and dad, ironically, not being interested in Morris, and swiftly moving on to some very, very memorable stories, some of which I never knew happened, and are absolutely comedy gold moments. Wendy's Hagfold family is that. It's a family. And she touches a lot on the fact that, like, girls stay... And they stay for a reason, and it's and it's that reason, that, that family feel. So I really do hope you enjoy this first episode in our Series 2 of the uh, Morris Icons. And I'm going to hand it over now to Wendy Lewis. Uh, Wendy Lewis from Hagfold, thank you very much for being our first Morris guest. Um, and I'm sure everyone's going to be... Uh, hanging on the edge of their seats really most of your dancers and I suppose <laughs> most of the Morris world as well know who you are but for many of others they don't and you've been around for a long time so the floor is yours okay right my name's Wendy Lewis it was me Shuttleworth I'm uh, 60 this May um, I work full-time as a company director in a cable manufacturing company and I've been the principal of Hagfold for 44 years I was 16 when I started Hagfold. Um, I have a partner called John, who's an ex-international rugby player. I've got one son and two stepchildren and eight grandchildren, as well as running my Morris dancing team. So when I said Shuttleworth, um, I've mentioned that because my mum and dad was heavily involved in the carnival world. So a lot of like oldest from majorettes entertaining and Morris dancing would know um, my mum and dad is Joan and Fred Shuffleworth. So I'll go into that in a little bit. So um, my story behind dancing was um, my mum and dad moved me. Uh, we moved locations, um, housing locations, and I was an only child. And to make new friends, my mum took me along to a dancing team called 12 Apostles. I was probably seven or eight by this time. Um, and that was a lady called Mrs Barton. Um, my mum and dad got involved with dancing and um, my mum started her own team called Bedford Caravels. Um, she had that team for a few, few years and the team went on to be now called Hawk Car, which is still in existence, which now was Lillian Battersby, who is now Lillian Collier, and she is now um, the GCMDA association with Lee Dodsworth. Yeah. So I'm still very close to Lillian, so I bet people didn't know that. 
and quite a bit of family member. And then when I did have my son and I went back to work, William was a childminder and minded my son while I went back to work. So that's a connection that people might not put together, you know, in the Morris dancing world. So I danced um, probably only till about 12 or 13. And my mum and dad had got really heavily involved in Morris dancing then. And my dad started to do public address. So he did all the music for carnivals. So he went up and down the country. He had a big blue transit van and a caravan. And he did it for Mr. Kearns at Mineco, uh, Fred Bennett, uh, Dick Wilkie, who would have been like Rita's dad doing LCA, and uh, for NRCO, which was a big organisation uh, uh, then. And my mum was judging. And she was also heavily involved, and she was the secretary of the Manecos Carnival Queen of Great Britain. By this time, I'd lost complete interest in most dancing, and I didn't go along with them at all. <laughs> I'd gone. So then, <laughs> as a young teenager, um, once I, I, I did, I had a Saturday job, but every now and then I would go along to a nice carnival for a day out with my mum and dad because they used to make me. And uh, my interest returned at an RCO competition. Um, there was a team dancing called Pool Stock, and they were from Wigan. Uh, they had a very high standard of dancing, and they were trained by a couple called Pat and Jack Bradley. And, and they asked to dance over the holidays uh, to help them out, which I did. I learned lots from Jack. Uh, his training techniques was then, and he had a stick. He wouldn't be allowed to do that, but he had a stick. If you didn't lift your legs up high enough, he'd not he'd smack your ankles with them. <laughs> I don't think we'd be able to do that now. So I was in the seniors at Poolstock when I was about fifteen because the ages wasn't like they they were now. And we used to do the knockout competitions in the evenings. Poolstock is an area in Wigan. And um the leader of Poolstock was um Cass. And she is the trainer of Vogue now. So I don't know if you know Catherine Vogue, but yeah. she was the senior yeah. leader when I danced um, oh, wow. at Stop. Um Anyway, I finished again the, with Poolstock and I was happily getting along with my nice little life while my mum and dad were still going off every weekend with the caravans. Some of the events that he did then used to be like Saturdays and Sunday events on these outdoor carnivals. Everything was outdoors, as you know. They did all the parks, Withens Park, Ethan Park, uh, they, all the bank holidays. And then he did some... Um, they started an organisation up called Greater Manchester, which Dave Winston um, ran. And his wife... Um, his wife trained Lancashire Rosettes as well. So sometimes they'd ask me to go along and they'd ask me to judge. By this time, I was probably about 15. So I was judging then at that age, the likes of Sulfurdettes and Mont and Ladybirds, but I still didn't want to dance. So but I just went along sometimes. Then <clears throat> in 1977, <laughs> The Queen's Silver Jubilee year, my mum was approached to organise Silver Carnival, which she, she ran for many years. She was approached by Wigan Council that a brand new community centre was up to open on Hagford Estate, and she would help them start a dance class there. 
So my mom went along to see what it was all about. And when she got there, she said that there was a full room um, of girls sat in leotards with black pumps on, enthusiastic and hopeful that they were going to get a dancing group. So she came home and said, Wednesday, you will have to come and show the girls how to dance. I was 16. She said, there's a committee and the two girls can actually dance. So if you just come for a few weeks until we can get someone to take it over, will you please do that? So I agreed that I'd go for three weeks only. And that was that. So now I've gone for 44 years, every Monday and Wednesday, same venue, same place, 6.30 to 9 o'clock, every Monday, every Wednesday. And I still do. Wow. I've, I've carried on doing it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's the story <laughs> of how I've all started. And um, the Wigan Council said that if I um, use the name Hagfold, it's a council estate in Addison. If I use the name Hagfold, they would set my, me off with £500 worth of funds. Wow. So wow. that's how we come, become called Hagfold. It's like we've been, it's been abbreviated to all sorts, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I'm sure everybody, it's a, it's a very, we're a well-known established street, so everybody knows like, who we are now. So that was how Hagfold started. Wow. It, I think oh, for me, just you saying, the same, uh, just being in the same community centre and, yeah. you know, just the same, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We're like the longest running people what, are still in the centre, so yeah, it's yeah. like blocks, boots, Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, nobody takes and, over. Uh, <laughs> and we just got the same time, I've got six lines now, but sometimes I've had seven. So you can't do it in one practice yeah. night, so it splits over two. And I've always gone twice. I've always gone twice a week. So I come in from work at six o'clock and go back out at twenty past six, oh and get back God. home at half nine. And just not switch. So off. this lockdown is really, really difficult for me because I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, in in that you mentioned just that I would kind of backtrack a little bit. You mentioned knockout comps. Is that something that Etico brought back a couple of years ago was that is that the same thing or is that totally different no they did them at night they did them in the evening oh, so wow. they did them in Platbridge's club Platbridge used to do one and they did one in the poolstock club so say they ran they, so you got like 12 teams um and they like every said it said it was on a Thursday so just that night your tiny and your juniors and seniors like three teams would go and dance yeah and then you do four rounds, and then the week, and then whoever won that time, the following, then you'd have two semi-finals, and then a final. And they did that in the winter to keep you interested. Wow. And we did like we used to do lots of them. It were quite popular. So yeah. You did knockouts yeah. in the Flatbridge used to run one in their club. Uh, sadly, that's not down now. But yeah. and then you know in the pool stuff, it was like they were like in labour clubs. If you like, everybody yeah. love it. You'd yeah. be go get pipes. <laughs> and then. It's just, and dad, yeah. yeah, they used to start at seven. It, nobody bothered that the kids didn't get home till like after <laughs> ten. You know, like it worked, nobody yeah. bothered then. It's just but, yeah, they used to them on a regular basis. I think it's good when you've said about keeping people kind of like you know involved, you know, motivated, so to speak, um, because you do kind of like sometimes you kind of get to a stage, don't you, where you kind of like. You've done it all, and you kind of feel like, oh, am I getting, am I not enjoying it as much now? 
I think you kind of, if you did those knockout comps, that's something totally different to what you're doing every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, they did. We, what we do at Ag Falls is try and, we do, you focus on your dancing from March till October. Ours don't get anything. They have a presentation in um, November, the first week in November. Yeah. And then at the presentation night, they get the treats. And they're always for January and February. Yeah. So, like, you've got your season in starting in March, you're out every Sunday. We dance every single Sunday. We only have bank holidays off, and they know that. So they they know that they know when the champs are, because they get a diary. <laughs> they get the dates of the diary. Yeah. And um, I ask them try and avoid um, booking off when it's champs. Yeah. And um, and then they get the do presentation in November. So you've got they've got that looked forward to. Then they get the tickets and the surprises for what they're gonna do, and we plan them in for January, February, and March. January, and February, so it's like keeping them interested. They always won't come, and we do an open day as well in February, end of February. Yeah, I've so seen that. They a dance, times. They dance the dances, but only for their own mums and dads. I as a practice. Do you get many uh, who don't come? you know, on a Sunday, many mums and dads who don't come on a Sunday? Not, no. No. Yeah. Nobody, put, nobody puts the... When if we went back, when we start going through the years and we think, like, we started off and we had a buzz, everybody got on the buzz. And you all went and you all came home at the same time, but yeah. that doesn't happen now. Nobody will send the kids anywhere. Not many people send them on their own. Yeah. And I, I'm finding sometimes that there's only like 25 or 30 on my bus. Wow. But I if think... I ever said to them, well, you all have to get on the bus, they won't fit on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they I won't think... fit on. I think for me, um, I know we'll kind of come back to talk about the buses because you did mention that when I, when I, when I asked you to do this. Um, yeah. For me, I've... Uh, my best way to explain this really I've from when I was a youngster my the troop that my mum was with Larkettes they had a bus and I always say I probably wouldn't be half the person I am now if it wasn't for being on the bus because it was just like a totally different you know the camaraderie of being on the bus I travel on the bus still every week because, and when I don't go on the bus, I feel like it, I've not done a proper day. I yeah. feel like I don't... You get up <laughs> buzzing, you all have a chat and a plan, and you and you, you see what you're doing. And the same people, the people that are genuinely staying there all day, um, I think it is. I think all, all my old ones, if you talk to them, if we're going to Blackpool, everybody gets on buzz. <laughs> but if we're going to somewhere where there's nothing going on... Yeah. Sometimes they don't want to stay all day in these sports yeah. halls because it's not like it used to be. Yeah, I I suppose that is a that is a big thing. Really, it isn't like it used to be. And I always say, like, I've got a little boy now, and and obviously he goes to comps because his mum's in the in the major that world. And I always yeah. kind of think that he's missing out because they don't have a bus, so they all travel in cars, and they you know everyone just kind of fends for themselves in terms of a lift. And yeah. I just think like sometimes. I, just, I say to her sometimes, you don't really know what you're missing. You know, like, the whole... 
reading the cards, being on the bus, you know, you're having those little moans, tantrums, however way you want to do it. Yeah. And you let it all out, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like you you're in a car. I always travel on bus and go yeah. on my bus. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I suppose it's you've just, got to. Just being part of it, yeah. yeah. But um, the majority, some, I'm, I'm saying sometimes there's not very many, but obviously I said to them all, come on, get on the bus this week because it's not paid. You don't, you're also not like covering your costs. Yeah. Even though we've got our own bus, or we did have our own bus, I'll get to that. I sold it in the lockdown. <gasps> I sold oh, it. No. Yeah, I sold it. Oh. Uh, the red one. Yeah, yeah, I've got about three buses, so I'll get off them in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a favourite bus, this one. Wow. Uh, somebody made me a ceramic puppet uh, wow. and my bus. <laughs> so I don't know what that is, for sure, yeah, but I've got some Wow. But um, we sold it, yeah. Somebody put a brick through the back window where it's parked. It's parked on my works, and it's all camered up. Yeah. Somebody put a brick through it on the back window. So I advertised on a bus site, uh, has anybody got a window <laughs> that we can come and pick up? And this man said, yeah, you can come to Barnsley for £60. So um, I don't know whether you know, my bus driver, Keith, is friendly with Eric, who used to be the bus driver for Silhouette. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that a little yeah, bit so on they Facebook. Jumped in a, they jumped and went for the foot window. And then I said to him, don't put it in because if some it might think it's a game, let's not put it in until we're going out again in a, oh, in a few more months, which yeah. never happens. <laughs> and um, a man came on the site saying, I won't buy your buzz. Um, I've seen your buzz. You want a new one? Are you interested in selling it? Because we want it for our... I've done this every time. Somebody's always come for it for a museum. We need it for our, uh, our oh. uh, uh, heritage, something or other. So I went, well, yeah, but you'll have to pay this bit and I'll need it in cash. And he come with money. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I let it, so I just thought I might as well get yeah. it sold because I was still paying insurance on it. And I thought, it's not moving and I quite never really liked that red bulb. So I took my money and thought, when we set up again, we'll look at a court, maybe <laughs> or something else. Yeah, so yeah. that's gone now, my red one. Mm. So, yeah. So I suppose when we've we've kind of spoke about how Hagfold started, mm-hmm. how has it remained a successful troupe for so long? How has it remained? I don't. I I think because people have stuck with us for so long, there's lots of generations through a Hagfold. I know it, I can't emphasise how much it is like a family. So as the girls get older, they, they seem to have had girls. <laughs> uh, and I've got, like, grandmas what still come, whose daughters used dance, who's now the granddaughters dance, and some of them are the great-granddaughters wow. dance. But yeah. I think, I'm not blowing me on trumpet, but it's definitely, you definitely yeah. have to be 100% committed, and you have to have a committed um, team around you but be as successful as what you're as what you do and you've got to treat them all the same the yeah. girls need to treat the same and you've got a lot of teams focus on the seniors and it's lovely for our a nice seniors but everybody's got to remember that your babies and your dinkies yeah. make your seniors and i think that's where a lot of people 
go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes. I mean, a couple of times in my in my podcast with the majorette, I've I've tried to talk a little bit about that, and I always. I kind of hate the term, but it seems like the perfect term to use is is just like Mickey Mouse troops who start up because certain things have happened and they take a load of girls and they start up and then yeah. they realise soon that it's not just a, a Wednesday night practice and a Sunday night going out. There's everything else in between that you don't see. And I, I think exactly like you've just said then, being committed is 100% the, the start of, of any That's successful the thing. Trip. And I think if you instill that into your girls and you don't ask them to do any, you don't expect them to do anything that you can't do yourself. Yeah. So um, I think that the, it's mindset. And I think that it goes a long way from in the lives as well. You know, I think you're teaching them um, discipline yeah. in everything. If you're yeah. going to be reliable for your dance teacher, you're going to be reliable. You know, I, I can't tell you how many ref, job references I've done, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know for them all. And you've got a good story for it, tell about them, you know. Yeah. You really have. I suppose, yeah, everyone's I was, got um, their own They're little... not allowed. I, I, I'll tell you a little story that when we worked. When I first started working, and then they asked me to take that on, I said, I'm not director material. I can't do that. And they went, he went, my boss said, yeah, Treat your workers like you treat your girls at most dancing. I said, you can organise all them girls, so you can yeah. organise this work for me, <laughs> no problem. And, he, and I said to him, he said, what would you do? What would, there was like an incident. He said, what would you do if that man was in your team and you weren't performing, what would you do? And I went, drop him. He said, well, there you go then. <laughs> you need to sack him. Or like with the girls, like they're not allowed. If they're old enough to have a mobile phone, if they can't come to practice or they can't come on a Sunday, they're not allowed to text. They've got to ring. Yeah. Because I do think if you don't let somebody down, it's much harder doing it by phone than doing yeah. it by text. So they're not allowed to text you. They're not allowed to text me. They've got to ring. Well, obviously, you'd expect if it were a child, the parents would yeah. give you a ring. But yeah. they're not allowed. Um, or even if they can't come to practice, they've got ring. <laughs> can't text. Not yeah, I think it's such, and yeah. obviously, people, people abide by it, don't they? They, you know, that's all they know, so they stay, and that's their that's their ways, and and sometimes yeah. and some Touch people. Wood, I've come, never had a breakaway. I've never yeah. had a breakaway. I've never had any girls go to a, another line, except the ones that I've said, right, off your pop. Yeah, you, yeah. You're not stopping any longer, are. You're listening, you know, I've, I have done a few ones. You're never going to reach the standard. Yeah. Um, and you might need, you know, you might be better going to another little team, what, yeah. you know. And it's better some... to tell somebody that than sugarcoat them for so long. And, you know, either way, somewhere down the line, someone's going to get hurt by it as opposed to you it just saying it. It is because they're coming to you every week saying, why is there such a body not in the line? Why are they not in the line? Well, they're not in the line because you can't go in the line. If they could yeah. go in the line, they'd be in the line. And there's just some people that you can't pick the legs up and, and get, them, get them doing it back. Yeah. It just doesn't, some people just don't click. You know, yeah. it doesn't click with them. So you can't always, um, can't always do that. So, um, <laughs> Go Got on, some then. more stuff written down. Go I don't on. know what else you want to talk about. <laughs> I think, um, I suppose, moving forward then in the history, over the last 
Um, when we talked before about organisations that you've danced under, I touched on a couple of times that I'd seen you at, at LCA, um, but it, it seems more so that Etico has been your home for so long. Is that? It's only been my my own for the second half, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I started off as a Maneco team. I didn't. I started. I pulled off. We did like twelve months of growing into being. Um, I'm very competitive, so we did twelve months. And uh, when when I was when when I did decide that this was going to be a troop, this it, it, you got to think now. I was sixteen, seventeen. This was going to be the best troop ever in the world. So. From all these new kids what dance i used to take make them they used to come to my house like so you know you're only young then so you didn't have any other commitments yeah so you were yeah. i was having people dancing in your living room you know like <laughs> three one that three one, until you got on to be able to do it so by the first year we were like creeping in like seconds and thirds even on the first year they didn't have divisions then so it's only a first division and I were like, right, next year, you know, you've got, you're in the places. Next year, we're going to be going out, and we'll be, we'll be up there, we'll be winning. And to be honest, we did. But when I was growing, I'd fall. We did keep to the sm some of the smaller organisations where you, you know, you will kind of win, but it's building the girls' um, confidence up as well, so that you can yeah. get out there and get in with the big, you know, the big guns if you like. Uh, when I was like at Mineco at them eight, that time, Poolstock, Standish Law Growing, which is like Gid Law, which is who Elaine would dance for, who's Mineco's secretary now. And then you've got Flat Bridges and the Pembertons were, and Solfordettes. They were like the Mineco teams of that time. So, like, once I'd got in there, then, and you'd won, I'd, you started winning the troops at year and the champs at Pontins. I started getting a little bit braver then and thinking, hmm, I need to... Because my dad were doing music for Rita, at Dick and Rita. It were like Rita's dad then, what we're running, um, what we're doing elsewhere. Yeah. I thought, I'll yeah. go and try my chances there. And then that's when I came across Marganets and Zodiac and Embassy. See, I've never seen them, but they weren't my style of dancing because we've always done the downsteps. Yeah. They do the kick. Yeah. They've always done the kick, so that was like the difference. But I'll just touch on that story of going to LCA. She then said, then I got into like NCA, if you like. Yeah. I just like got in 1984. You know they were running the Isle of Man. Did you ever yeah. go Isle of Man? I did. In I think when I obviously when I was born, Maneco was still running it. So that was when I, I'd kind of gone when. I think Maneco had it, and then Steve Jory used to do some for the majorettes. So I was only right. young at the time. So Right. When I went to Alaman, Alaman were quite big, and everybody was saying, let's go, let's go. And uh, I thought, I can't just take Agfall. They weren't quite ready for Alaman. So listen to this. I decided that I'd said to Maureen from Flatbridge, <laughs> she was going in 1984, can I come and dance in your line? So I went, I went and danced for Flatbridge. I went for a week's holiday with my mum. <laughs> to Alaman with Flatbridge and danced. So with Maureen and Anne-Marie, were still with Flatbridge now. I danced yeah. in the line in 1984 and thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a try in 1985 with Agfold. 
but why I'm here now, I'm going to go around and find best hotel we can can find. (laughs) (laughs) And book it a year in advance before anybody else does. So that's what I did. So in 1985, I took all my tribe um, to to Isle of Man. Um, My mum flew it (laughs) and uh, we put the bus on the midnight ferry from Markham at 12 o'clock, got off at 6 o'clock and lined up and danced at 9 o'clock. Because wow. they had an Isle of Man competition on the Saturday where you all danced. Yeah. And then you had they used to do the day worlds, off. didn't they? And then they did the world, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that later on. So and we, I did um, five years, a five continuous Isle of Man. Wow. So wow. I did. So my ambition was to beat Marganet. Yeah. And did <laughs> that ever happen? It, 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 yeah, it did, yeah. Because wow. they were fabulous. They were and Zodiacs. I, I loved all that style. They were and uh, my tiny won uh, a world champ while we were and we won the Isle of Man but uh, my seniors were never did not uh, them girls then they've never been dinkies tinies and juniors they were like juniors and made into seniors if you like yeah so even though they were nearly there they always got placed but we were never quite there we didn't have the experience but in 1985 we went to one of Marion's uh, weekends what was held at the Winter Gardens. And um, we all thought we were at Bees Knees when we went there, uh, dancing in the Spanish ballroom. And the competition results came out. Um, oh, well, let's just going back a little bit. They had, uh, it was the first time they did the Cannon and Ball prize. So whoever was on at the Winter Gardens show, the prize of the NCAA was you got a thousand pounds and you got a night out with the sh- people who was on the show. So that particular year, it was Cannon and Ball. <laughs> so when they come through the results, they marched every team. So every majorette team, every entertaining team, every Morris Johnson team lined up on Central Pier. And you walked from there and then you queued up a step. And each troop had got one minute to impress the judges, right? And we were number 35, and I've got a big number 35 on my shirt. And um, we all went in and lined up, and we all sat there listening to the results. And my tinies and juniors, they'd come in the prizes, at, and it comes to Senior Morris, and she always went third, second, first. Nothing, nothing. We didn't come anywhere. Rubbish. I thought, I didn't think expect us to, and I thought, we've not won. So... You know when you're on full Grand Prix, you start taking your laces out because yeah. you know you're not you're not going anywhere. So I started doing that, and my friend went right. The highlight of the day now is uh, we're going to announce who wins the night out with Cannon and Ball, a full year's advertisement, and a thousand pound in cash. So they did a third, and then they did a second, and my friend's going. She's looking at you. You've got number thirty, and I've got this big number thirty-five. She's looking at you, and I'm going, <laughs> bugger off, like you know. And then next minute is the winners at number thirty-five. So we all go running up, <laughs> upstairs like lunatics. And yeah, we was the first team that won the um, prize. Wow. So we took away the thousand pounds. Um, they put a full advertisement on our books for the, which I sent a picture of. And then uh, when the show opened, we got invited. We did a display at the show with Cannon and Ball. Wow. And they paid, wow. we got um, tracksuits and like uniforms to wear. And then they paid for our hotel. And then we went to the 
um, the opening party of the show held in the Winter Garden. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we all went to a, well, I'll have, went to up to bar, I'll have a half a <laughs> I went to a, it's a free bar, so we're all here. But there were 16 seniors of us, so it was absolutely mm. brilliant. We weren't back the year after, but um, it was Freddie Starr, and um, I don't know if you remember, Darren X won it the year after. With oh, okay. Freddie Starr won, they won that one. So that's a bit of a claim to wow. so I sent you a picture of us with... Tommy and uh, Tommy and Bobby. Wow. <laughs> so it was a really good experience. We sat down, full meal and everything. It was amazing. Sweet Marion, Marion came with us. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. So wow. that was that one. Let me think if there's anything I've written some more down. Yeah. So. That's but, crazy. And then, I would never I know, obviously it's nowadays. That, honestly, all the other Marist troops will remember it. It's yeah. mad though when you when you look back. So as well, we're going to, to going back to Isle of Man. We joined in all the fun competitions, and they yeah. did like in luminous parades at night. If you remember, oh my well, God. my dad being my dad, he decided that you'd get in touch with HSS Ayo oh no. of, of Isle of Man, <laughs> and he'd like rig these lights up, and he lit us all up all the way around, all the way around, and we went along the promenade, illuminated. Everybody else had like little sticky strips on, and well, not as well. We had like we had like strings of lights with this HSI, HSSI van in front of us. <laughs> so we've always liked aimed big. So and then and then I just like enjoyed flirting about to different organisations. So I've um, got. Um, yeah, so in my time, we did Maneco, and then we did the LCA and NCA, and sometimes the Guild of Wales with Maneco, and then we a little bit of Merseyside and in between. Okay. And, um, and then Nemdico when I'm Stanton. I went there a couple of times. Yeah. And then, like, over the last two years, I really enjoyed dancing at, with Tracy at True. And uh, I think it's good to mention that I think um, that organisation has been really good during the lockdown, keeping the uh, members. Yeah, active. definitely. Really, really can't fault it. Yeah. You know, and even if you've not been a member, they've been allowed to join in. I've not, I just like enjoyed watching. I love little ones. I love babies and dinkies, they're my favourites. Yeah. So I like watching all the little marching competitions and that. But I think she's done an outstanding job because I know she works full time as well. Yeah. And um, I think it's really good. The last ten years that I've followed, I've had um, I've delegated a person to each line, and Laura who helps me. So um, it's not been as binding. But I couldn't I couldn't come home right from work and start trying to teach kids online for dance <laughs> anymore. It's gone beyond me now. Yeah. But we've yeah. all we've got our own little groups where we keep in touch with them. But I couldn't. Um, I don't think I could start. You know, like try and do online. Yeah. It, it's an Amazon thing, definitely. But yeah. I think all our kids are missing one another. I think it's hard. I mean, we spoke a little bit before we come on about, you know, kind of like 2020 and how it's kind of been. And obviously, you mentioned about not doing any. Uh, virtual practices or anything yeah. like that um, and obviously I've always respected that sometimes it does work for people and, and other times it doesn't you know because a lot of the kids would see each other at school 
and then you're trying to kind of do these virtual practices and they just don't they're just not as you know you're not getting the benefit of it more so than being in the training when it, hall when it stopped in march we didn't do anything yeah. um well we we, we tried for inclusion send us a practice every wednesday and yeah. they probably did that for about for six weeks so i'll send to the video they didn't want to share it on site. Then one night I said, right, I want one off you all. I'll have to, I'll have to do a forfeit. So I, I got them. I got them off seniors then. They all did one. <laughs> and then, and then uh, when you could meet up, the centre never opened, but they were a nightclub in Addison and they let us go in and practice because the bars could open. Oh, okay. They let, us, they let us go in, but I, they could only do Mondays. So because I have two nights, what I did, I saw my girls every other week. So like the seniors, the juniors, and the tinies came every other Monday, and the babies and the dinkies and the seniors too came on the alternate Monday. Yeah. So yeah. we did all that till September. So we probably did June, July, and uh, and August, and we were dancing then. I, they all came back. Nobody didn't. Nobody didn't come back. They all came back, and then we said right. September we'll get back in centre so we got back in September and decided that let's pretend we've just come back from Pontins and we're getting ready for next February which yeah. would have been next month and let's start again some of them wanted to change the dances senior two didn't because they liked their new one but senior one did only like bits of it so we started again uh, with the hopes that we'd be right so we did all September, and then we then we had to stop again. So, but since then, I've just left them. October, November, December, I've just like left them. I've just let them get on what we're doing, organise the bit of Christmas that. And in January, now I've not really reached out to them yet because I don't know because I've been waiting to see if yeah. it's going to get better, but it's going worse. Yeah. It's going worse. Yeah, I don't know. Like Anyway, because they'll all be fat. I think as well what you mentioned before, touching on the fact that obviously January and February were your kind of treat months as well. So mm. I know you used to go to the Empire and watch the Panto, or you know you you do things. That yeah, kind of we've, appeal we've transferred to... that to like next to January twenty two, and like yeah. the last Saturday in January is always the seniors' weekend. So like this weekend, uh, we would have been, we would have all been going out. Like last year, they came into Liverpool, absolutely, like loved it. They yeah. went, we went watching the Spice Girls one year, oh, but wow. last year they just came around. Like the bus driver dropped them all off at one o'clock and then pick them up, pick them all back up, you know, like at midnight. <laughs> yeah. And oh. um, and they absolutely, they love anything like that. And like last year, we had the Panto cancelled. Yeah. Um, the babies, dinkies and tinies had a sleepover under the shack, you know, in SeaWorld at Blackpool. Oh, wow. I'd organised that. That's camp that got cancelled. And with boots to booze cruise for summer, you know, wow. but, and that's been cancelled. Yeah. So we've really it's yeah, if we don't get together and dance, we'll have to get together and spend our money on <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, well yeah. there's so <laughs> much many things they were looking forward to. Yeah. And like we always got Benadorm, so in last May Two of the ladies were 50, and one was getting married, and it was a hen party, and that was cancelled. And we've moved it all to this May, and I don't even think that'll happen either. Yeah. So I think not just dancing with us, it's because we keep everything else going that yeah. keeps it as successful because nobody wants, if you finish dancing, that's it, you can't come on and do. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? 
I think everything you've just described is 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 just like the kind of a pinnacle of why I say that there's you know unless you're unless you're in the bubble of what we do, you will never truly understand what we no, do. No, you won't. You, you know because you can never. Get, some people can never understand why I would like turn a job down on a Sunday or like, oh, you're going to turn like that much down for, and you're like, well, yeah, like it's a champs weekend or it's this or it's that. And you're like, I wouldn't do it. Do you know no, what I mean? I'd be understand. out of pocket and go and do that than, than ever, you know, ever kind of jeopardize doing it. And some people kind of go, he's just mad. He's just crazy. And you're like, well, so be it then. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's I a would say that first. 20 years I probably lived and slept most months in. Yeah. It was like I it it was probably too much and then once I'd won every, once you've done everything and there's nothing else more you can achieve because you've won super <laughs> year and you've won trainer you've done what you're doing and yeah. everybody it's then it's like you've got to drive yourself but keeping the same standards and keep where you're going but like I said I have flattened off and society's changed so as people have come in and started helping with him, with, with the other lines, and it, and you've given them a job to do, even though everybody's got kind of reports to me, so they're not coming practice. They don't tell them who's who's practices. They have to tell me, and then I and but but on a Sunday I can go and sit in my deck chair <laughs> and uh, get them all. They all get ready, and then they all go off for the practices. But I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. But I still on a Saturday night. <laughs> get on edge if I'm not home and in bed in time for dancing on a Sunday <laughs> because um, because I I um we we call our I we call my holidays around dancing yeah. like my partner will wonder why we go fly on a Monday you know for like twelve days yeah. it's cheap I tell him but it's not we fly on a Monday for twelve days. So I only miss one Sunday dancing. Yeah. Do you know, like I go on a Monday <laughs> and come back on a following Saturday. You yeah. know, like you book your own flight. And you saw that I only miss one Sunday. Yeah. Oh, if you go over at bank holidays, it's not as bad. It's better for but you. I can leave them now. They're quite. Um, they're, they're quite. I can leave them now. They can go out without me. Um, and was that always a off. was that always a big milestone for you? You know, yeah. becoming that you know kind of like delegation. After doing yeah, it for and so nobody long. liked me going. They didn't. They, they don't. They didn't like it when I'm not there. They still yeah. don't like it when I'm not there. But <laughs> they they're better now, you know, yeah. than what they were. So I uh, think, yeah, yeah. I do think you know it does. It does get like that when you've when that person's been you know your trainer and principal and everything else for so long, and then it does become like a. Well, you know, this person's going to help us, or we're going to do it this way. And some people don't adapt to change as well as others, but you know, sometimes like a change is good. I I feel sometimes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like you said, you know, with age, you know, it becomes like you can't be doing like seven lines and everything else. No, that goes you can't. With it. You I'm can't. Imagine. I'm not. I, I'm not. And there's going to be a time when I say, can't carry on. Can we yeah. anymore? But uh, I touched a little bit on my, I've got a little granddaughter and okay. um, she started dancing now. So she's, this would have been a second year, so she's six. So um, 
So that were another little interest for me. You know, like sometimes you come, it's nice now. I, I miss all my friends. I miss sitting there and I'm all coming having a chat and seeing the little ones. You get an hug and a kiss, you know, off them all. And I've like missed 12 years out of, uh, 12 months out of the life. I've missed seeing them grow, you know, and come and talk to you. And just like they've developed, like what would have been dinkies first year? Like for shearing your dinkies or your last year in dinkies going to the I've they've missed that they've missed it and I've missed seeing them and missed chatting to mums and like one of them's had a baby and you've not seen the baby you know you've not seen you've not yeah. seen it with them you know you just yeah. like missed out on so much, haven't you? I think exactly. I touched on this. I bumped into someone the other day, um, and it was exactly the same. You know, we'd kind of touched on the fact that you've seen a girl from you know babies dinkies tinies juniors seniors and then they've you know gotten pregnant and then yeah you know you expect that person then to like you know come back to dancing and then you to kind of see the you know the baby and then it obviously it hasn't happened because of this it's a massive deal because you know you've you've seen that you've grew up with that person and it's kind of like your unofficial daughter so to speak yeah and you've lost out on all of that I know, I feel it's, it's sad. Yeah, it's it is. a real shame for them. Yeah. But it's not been good. But hopefully they'll all come back. And I think, you know, when you said, when we touched before, that what, I don't think, because we've all been locked down, it's not like they've got another interest. They've not had yeah. time to go and get interested in anything else. Yeah. So it could be. I took We took them all a Christmas present round, you know, like at Christmas. We got yeah. round to everybody's ice and drops from a Christmas present off. The scenes were made up. They got a gin and tonic, a gin and tonic, some uh, some socks, <laughs> chocolate. Oh, wow. Yeah, medal. They got like all that little bit of a parcel and stuff. Yeah. I think like they're that they're all that close that I think they will come back even if but see even if they say they can't just finish on this funding. They've probably got to all have another season or another yeah. dance or something. I'm yeah. sure they won't want to wind it up, you know, yeah. like and, and not come back. I'm I'm hoping so anyway, but um. Yeah, I don't know. You so, don't know, do you? So moving, um, I don't know if there's Where anything. There's, there's a little thing I just wanted to to yeah. speak to you about because I remember, um, or touching on like Morris dresses, so to speak. Yeah. Um, how have? Because I don't know if this is true, but did you just have dresses that were made for specific comps, champs, and? Special comps? Did you have sparkle? We've had different things made. We we try. You try your best to be different. If you like, go back into the Isle of Man stage. Like one year, we tried to have a dress made something like off the Tarvel and Dean thing. You know, like back wings. Oh. They look horrendous now when you look back. <laughs> but, um, at the time, uh, we 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 do, we do try and think it's difficult. To keep coming up. Obviously, anybody what not knows Expo you would associate with being green. We have had other colours but we love the green and the last few years have always been the army theme if you've if you've seen it. Yeah. Um but yeah, we've never been short of money or funds and that. If we've we've thrown money at things and popped up, up with dresses when you least that expect should should we say. Um they've always joined in at all the other competitions what's not been none. Like we went to Mineco's um, Christmas, they had a Christmas weekend in October. We went there the weekend and they pretended that Friday was Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. 
Saturday or Christmas Day and it was Boxing Day and then on the Saturday, this was the highlight of our weekend. Um, they give you, at the meeting, um, they give you a, you put your hand in a bag and they give you a Christmas carol um, and you had to perform it for three minutes. I tell you, I was, well, not, it didn't matter about dancing then, it was all about the, <laughs> all about the Christmas performance. So we got this song called Here Comes Santa Claus, what none of had heard of. Oh, and uh, went away and performed this act. So <clears> there were probably about 20 as well. We were like, our claim to fame is that we won that one at, at night, <laughs> on the Saturday night. It was like X Factor, you know, with music. And uh, they dressed as gingerbread birds, if you like. Oh, it wow. was, uh, and I sent you a picture of that one as well. Oh, they love joining in um, anything, you know, anything like that. And But by doing that, it makes you bond yeah it's taking it away from dancing and bonding your girls together as a team and the last pontings that we did um they did it as a they did a show they give you all a show off at day and we got grease and we did that last year at um etico pontings and the whole of ag dancers so all 90 of them all did a part in the grease show and that only had to last three minutes as well so but condense everything into three minutes so do you do you think um, you know just touching on the fact of like associations bringing um, the the kind of like um, you know you kind of have those competitions between like April and October and that's the competitive feel and then having time where you can bond together with with the dancers and and, and other troops I think sometimes across the years that's been missed quite a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know whether mine's funny. Look, I if, if I'm not so sure that if the like, do you remember like that Rita used to have a Christmas dinner dance every yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. She used to have a dinner dance. So like, it were like more for mums and dads and seniors. Yeah, and like I think people probably joining things like like that. We've done a dinner dance on every special year, so like thirty years, thirty-five years, forty yeah. years, and some of the other troops have come to mine and. Michael and Rita and all I, I, I love Rita uh, she's like a second one I've written a bit of something but, um, oh yeah you know like Rita um, she like still like guides me if you like I can still ring her up for a chat and like she's got um, her and Dina I'll send them pictures of our new dresses our new dresses have been cut out and, and they're in bits all, all they need to be done senior dresses is sewn together and I've had to stop it in March because we were having them new for, yeah. you know, for April. Yeah. So like, I can talk to her about anything. She's still like, I can still ring her. She's like a second mum, if you like. <laughs> you know, like you can still ring and, yeah. and and check up on her. And then somebody else who were quite influential when I first started with my dancing troupe was Margaret Buckley. Um, you know what had the Buckley belt? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know whether you ever watched Buckley Bells when Margaret used to sit and watch. She was always on stage, or she was always sat in front of her yeah. team. And she always had this big beaming smile and she would clap and cheer um, in front of them. And then she came across to me, uh, I was probably in my 20s. I've got a tip for you, Wendy. When you're watching your team, can you always smile, beam at your girls and clap and cheer them on? Because every, your face tells a story. One of them does it wrong or there's something that you don't like, your face is like thunder. 
judges are looking at your face <laughs> and they can tell that it's not going well. So she said, you probably know more than the judges know. So always, always put that smile on your face. Don't let anybody know that you're not, that, you know, you're upset with them. So I kind of do that. I try my best, but the girls, they, they can tell, they can tell with my face whether I'm pleased or not pleased, yeah. you know, just by looking <laughs> at me. But she always told me, you know, to smile. If you notice, she always did. Yeah, uh, yeah. She always was. She had, she had some great troops and, um, I'm Shirley Rogers from Pied Pipers as well. Yeah. From the entertaining. You know, she when I was yeah when I was Great speaking work. to Michael about um a, a, the live stream that we're gonna do with Michael, uh we we touched we because I went to his to chat about it and we touched on a little bit about his time at LCA and I never forget there was um it was like an altercation once at a weekend and um Shirley was blamed for it. Um, mistakenly that the, the people who were there were with her, but, well, I'd, I'd booked in via the camp, but were under the Pied Pipers. I don't know how it was planned. But Rita had gone on the mic on Sunday and said, look, you know, I, we, you know, the LCA would like to apologise to a certain troop um, who, you know, we, who was, who was blamed for the matter. And she was just bald as brass, sat in the middle and was like, don't worry, Rita, it's fine. You know, there's no love loss. Anything. Rita's trying to be like diplomatic about it. <laughs> Shirley does, does oh, not she bothered. Was, she was the right character. I loved her teams, and I asked her once. I stopped dancing in 1998, and I am did. Um, I, I tried my best to train and dance, and then I realised if I ever wanted to move this, I could train the times and juniors to a standard. What? Because I was dancing with seniors. I thought these seniors are never going to move on as long as I'm still dancing. And that was another tip what Rita said. And she said, ask Shirley, but come down to your practice, right? So I thought, oh, all right, I'll ask Shirley. So we arranged one Sunday to have a practice. And I said, right, girls, you have to do it really good. Shirley's right now. So she had us marching on. We danced and marched off. And um, she went, well, that was shit. She said, um, <laughs> do it again. So like, uh, mine at that time, we used to like, me included dancing. We just finished it, and we were like used to all sitting down and having half an hour. No, there were no half an hour. Yeah. Our drink. It will like turn back round and do it yeah, again yeah. if you if you like. And then I thought, yeah, it's all about fitness. It's all about fitness here. And then really, when I'd got a strong junior line and they were all turning 15 and 16, the real thing were is to move the junior leader up, which were Jenny, then at 16, put her in the middle and work on building this senior line up. And if you remember, she went on to lead for like 20 years. Yeah, that's somebody who I remember for the times that I've seen. Yeah, no, brilliant. You know, we've had some brilliant leaders, but she's she's had she had everything, Jenny. She's, um, she weren't just like the leader. Yeah. She were like the mother hen. You know, I think I do senior. think sometimes that's what you look for in a senior leader as well, as somebody yeah. to take control, not just, you know, on the field, so to speak, but off the field. If and... you remember, Rita gave a gold medal to the leader of the year at LCA. Yeah. And three of my leaders have won over the time. And one was Kerry, who was junior leader, and one was Jenny. And one was a small um, leader, Ashley. So like they've won like three gold medals off Rita. Yeah. And still have them. She loves, absolutely loves it. And um, at, if, if they've been with me 25 years at Agfold, I buy 
every girl a gold medal for 25 <sighs> years service uh, but I thought they'd be gone by then and then like, I've had to buy a bloody watch for them now <laughs> in the first <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll have to stop now because you've all been here too long <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I just like the laws, the stories. Oh, no, no, don't be daft. No, I meant what I meant was obviously you'd have to stop buying gifts because all these people are staying. Oh, so stop no. buying gifts. I thought you meant stop. No, stop don't stop. be daft. All oh, right. No, yeah, we have like, like we do, we do like, they get something for five, they get something for a, 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 every milestone, like five. I started it off at five years and ten years, and then I'm still like, 30 years now and like you still going and they remember, they remember so you've got to keep the tradition wow. as well you know going through but there's a lot of girls like got out out after 25 years which is nice because they've got a really nice keepsake yeah i think as well though it's a, it's a testament to you as a as a person and the troop you know keeping somebody there for that long you obviously are doing something right when it comes to it you know that's not making them want to change where they go or you know do any other type of activity so to speak yeah it's good i think it is like going forward now though most dancing has changed where it's, it is all about fitness it's a bit like because you know that like, i'm into rugby league like i'm yeah. into rugby league so that's changed over the years that like, they're very disciplined now and they're super fit and i think that's what's happened with with the morris it's changed and you've got to be fit yeah um i think you've got to be fitter than what they used to to be, you know, you remember you see girls fainting, do you remember? And yeah. you'd like, look up, look at them. Yeah. God, none of mine would no, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that to you, yeah. Think, I don't... No, you just don't want any weary willies in your line, do you? Yeah. You know, you've got to be 100%. Yeah. Um, fully, I just... Fully I... Fit. I'll never forget a comp when I first started judging. I, I remember judging uh, Trinity and a girl f- passed out and Mrs. Trinity Elaine she was yeah. on the back line just you know for her own sake you know fitness whatever and then she just took herself off the back line and put herself in that place yeah and i just think like you know if you i personally you know uh if i couldn't do something i wouldn't do it do you know what i mean so if i yeah. you know if i couldn't do a particular activity i wouldn't put myself through the strain you wouldn't would you doing no. it. when you see some of these girls you know when they you know I still think exactly like you've just said then if you can if you can do the dance you know march on march off and then go again that's you know that's the that's the level of stamina that you're looking for as opposed I think to a lot of the top, top teams do look do look like they do back-to-back practices now especially yeah. leading up to pontins you know so that if you've got a dance off it's not going to be a, a problem or anything yeah, we probably start doing them about august <laughs> Because obviously, exactly like you've just hit on the head of dance-off, you know, you wouldn't know what to do. You know, you'd you'd kind of come off and you'd be a bit like, dance again. And you're like, yeah, and this time it's got to be like 110. Better than that other time. Yeah, Yeah. we do it. And we always have shakers at practices as well. I go to other people's. People ask me if I go to the practices. I've been approached to um, take over an organisation quite recently and, I said, not a chance. I am not interested in yeah. in anything like that. It's just always been about my own truth. If I don't, if I'm not going to Agfor, I'll never be going anywhere else. Yeah. I'm probably not even likely go and watch any, unless my Cora wanted to carry on dancing and I'd know her. But 
you know, but that will happen. It wouldn't happen, you know. I wouldn't really want to go and even help run an organisation or judge or anything. I wouldn't have any interest because my interest is the people, yeah. you know, my own yeah. people, not really so much anybody else. Yeah, no, of So, I and do you think if do. would you, it, you know, if you know anything did happen and it was a term of like, you know, you're gonna take it. You kind of want to, you know, take that step back. Would you take your name with you, or would you let that legacy, you know, carry on? I think I'd just let it. I just, I would let it carry on. I think. Yeah. I think sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Sometimes but, you know people kind of do it, and then you kind of realise it was either for the good or it was for the bad. You know, whichever way yeah, you want to look um, at it. Yeah. Sue made um, when she finished Zodiacs, she gave them. Um, they started up again as a Reva Premier or, yeah. or took it over as a Reva Premier. And it they they built themselves back up after, you know. Yeah. From from then. And they've been successful enough in the time. Our girls are quite friendly with the senior girls because they've all grown up as kids, you know, like yeah, we've not exactly. seen them at Etico last year. And I think like our girls they miss they miss the girls. Yeah. Me and John have our moments, but <laughs> the girls have missed the girls, you know. Yeah. Because you do get used to one, and then when Flatbridge went to Troy, um, we've grown up with a lot of them. I've grown up with Anne-Marie and Maureen, and we miss them. But I mean, Maureen, they think that it's been there 50 years this time, so yeah. Ma Maureen would have... I remember Maureen dancing. I remember Maureen being the, the senior leader, you know, for Flatbridge. Yeah. Maureen Haig. So um, she would have a really good story for tell as well. Yeah. But um, they've, been, they've had a lot of success as well over years but yeah do you think do you think as well you, you know because you're quite from just chatting to you now you're quite open to admit you know other people's success as well as your own is that something that you've always kind of you know wanted to yeah kind of I can, um, yeah yeah i've liked um as a troops of i've written my favorite troops down so i was telling you that um about they were pool stocking in law and Flatbridge and Pemberton early doors and then yeah. Zodiac's Magnets and Embassy. And then if you remember, we had sapphires thrown into the mix. <laughs> you yeah. remember Mary yeah. what had sapphires and yeah. um, they become like quite good rivals of us. She had a fantastic junior troop, you know, in the and then um we've got friendly rivalry with Valencia. I I, I really admire Nora. She always makes does the best with what she's got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She works hard with her, with the girls. And um, they've all grown up, like, as the Valencia seniors were. They, um, they danced with all our girls, yeah. and they're still all quite friendly. And same with uh, Pauline, uh, with our Arcadia. Yeah. But I think we, they've missed seeing what we've all, like, missed seeing one another, if you like. Yeah. As yeah. well, because... You kind of on a Sunday you're watching you're you're watching people's little girls from other troops grow yeah. up as well you know yeah. all, all you've kind of been friends. around for so long yeah you know, and they all speak to you yeah, you know yeah. I, I do I tend I tend now on a Sunday to keep myself to myself and you know these last few years and what have you just concentrate on your own little line and sometimes I don't I don't watch anybody I only watch my own yeah. <laughs> sit and chat with my own mums and get yeah. up when my own dance and <laughs> it's changed, it's changed. 
Uh, do you think it's changed for the better, or do you think, you know, there's ways? I think the girls, uh, the rivalry between the troops isn't as bitchy. I think they've all got a little bit more respect for one, for one another. You don't see these nasty websites. Remember when they used to yeah, all subsite and... flag you off on, on yeah, the website? Exactly. I'm glad that I'm glad that all went. You know. Yeah. So I think that's better, but I think going, I think the girls themselves, I think still think people would like outdoor competitions. I know you can't rely on the weather, but for little girls come dancing, all they're doing, and the mums are bringing them in the morning, and they're dancing, and maybe they're probably on by one o'clock, so they're yeah. not really yeah. getting Enjoying the true the idea of yeah. dancing. Yeah. But uh, they have tried these days to get a sports hall with a swimming bath or something for them to do, but... To be honest, people don't want to sit in a sports hall all day no. on a Sunday. Yeah. They don't, do they? No. I think as I think I think exactly like what you've just said, I, I think um you know, carnivals were a big thing. And then I think as the kind of competitive competitivism moved forward, it was more so, oh, we need to dance in sports halls and it needs to be like a you know, you know, this, that and the other. And then I think now there's too many people who are kind of stuck in that, um, uh, you know, stride, so to speak, that, like, when they do go and dance outside or they dance in, like, alternative venues, it's, it go, you know, you kind of, like, you see the better teams who have obviously trained for those moments, do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. oh, we're out on grass this week, so we'll go local park or something and, and have a little go and make sure that, like, you know what you're I can understand. Uh, I, can, I think it all went with this public liability insurance. I think all the carnivals went because they couldn't get anybody. They can't get insured now. Yeah. You know, because if anybody gets hurt, why yeah. they dance? You know, like uh, not just why they're dancing or why they're at these events. So yeah. I think that's why they've like they've been cancelled. But even so, you'd like to think you could get like a school. You know, a school or. Like that, the one at Liverpool when they danced in front of the library buildings. I remember that. Yeah, they they did that like, for a few troops. For a few troops, a couple yeah. of associations did that because the major. Yeah, Ex did you know, it as just well. something like that. Just something. Don't have it every week. No. Or if you're gonna go in sports halls, to me, it doesn't matter whether it's summer or winter. So you could go, you could do two a month for longer months. Yeah. You know, rather than every single Sunday you're in a sports hall. Yeah. Because I think that is when the mums get a little bit fed up and they don't want to stay there all day. Yeah. And it's hard for us because say that they've, they've got a little girl in babies and dinkies and you're a senior, then you're there from 9.30 until home time. Yeah, definitely. And then if you do work full time and you've got an husband and then you've only got Saturday with them, and then yeah. it, it suppose it is a long day. Yeah. I'm not bothered because John's got, he, he loves Sundays, he's like getting rid of <laughs> <laughs> and how has he has he had to kind of like you know in the early years was it kind of adapting to you know you being oh it's strange you know? I've only been with John for um, I think it's since 1998 which is when I stopped dancing oh okay so it, um, so I think and it's, cha it, it's changed where it was like my, my whole focus all of a sudden my life like changed a little bit so it didn't become it wasn't the main thing in my life after that with we're dancing, so yeah. it changed a little bit. But he doesn't mind me going um, to dancing, but he's not interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. In uh, 1998, I went to 
Buckingham Palace. I won an award for service to the community. So wow. there's a picture in the of, of that. Yeah. And um, you could only, because I wasn't married, you could only take one person. So it is either your parents. You could take your child with you, but Martin was only about 11. So you could take your parents. You could take a parent or your partner. And I said to him, do you want to come? And he went, nah, take <laughs> your dad. You know, like, so I, but I didn't think he would want to come anyway. But yeah. my mum and dad and me and Martin all went down to London. But I, I was only allowed the one person into the palace with me. So I saw my dad came with, in with me, my mum and dad, and, and my dad and Martin went off doing something else. Yeah. But um, yeah. that was another nice, um, you know, like you feel like you've been awarded with something, obviously. Wow. Somebody from Magfall must have put my name forward. Yeah. But um, yeah. you go up for the day on that. And we made like a couple of days in London with it. Went watching Saturday Night Fever, you know, at the play yeah, and that yeah, while yeah. we were But it's a really nice memory as well because I once got, I, we once have got where we were, but answering for my mum and dad, you know, always being behind me um, with the Agfold as well. My mum and um, her friend Helen, who is Mrs. B, who was my treasurer, and she's 85 now. Um, her three girls all danced and still come. And the granddaughters, dance as well and one of her granddaughter is Laura who's always with me who else with the troop now so like it's still been a big family bond if you like wow. and they all like kept best friends so it's I don't know it's just like a way of life for me yeah. but, so, but John's yeah. never bothered so he puts up with them all coming here and he puts up with people have got divorced and come crying and then people have come for money and then people have uh, can you borrow me this and and they've been on holiday. We've been on holiday, and he puts up with it all, and he doesn't mind. But he just, as long as he doesn't need to come down from his time. <laughs> it's just, I think sometimes, you know, like like you've said, you know, it's, you know, they have to kind of take an undertaking in terms of, it's a big part of your life, and and it always has been, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know, this is what I do. You know, you either accept me for it or you don't, and obviously, it seems like it's been a, a perfect yeah. match for you. Yeah, we've done weddings, christenings, divorces, second wedding. <laughs> Into second wedding. There's lots of stories I could tell you, but that's nothing to do with myself. No, it's, no. it's 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 funny. Yeah. So Great. just finishing up now because we're kind of coming to, yeah. to to the to just past yeah. the hour mark. Is there anything more that you feel you want to share with people out there? If it was any memories or moments or you know. No, I've just, um, like I've said, it's been a part of my life for 44 years. I wouldn't, I'm not saying that I couldn't manage without it, but I certainly couldn't manage without all my friends, you know, like what I've made over the years and the the friends from the other teams. Uh, It's sad now because you've seen a lot of the oldies like disappear. We've like lost quite a few um, members, haven't we, from our carnival world. And... um, I just don't know whether the young ones are gonna be as dedicated and carrying it, carrying it, carrying it forward as, as you know, like, like the older ones have done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I would hope, you know, kind of seeing uh, little things like this and um, touching on. We spoke a little bit before about uh, Steve from Monecos. Uh, he's just recently been on uh, Gary Melia's podcast, and he talks about yeah. Troop World as well. Uh, having these insights to, to, you know, the kind of the good old days, um, it's seeing, you know, it's not all 
you know doom and gloom and it's not all you know you know so we've had this year you know there's been hurdles i suppose throughout your 44 years mm. i suppose you know this is the the biggest in terms of not being out for an entire season it could have an adverse effect because it could make you think that you actually do want to do dancing because yeah. um they'll have missed it more than what they probably thought they would have and it will make them assess why they do come dancing. Do they come to dancing because they like on a Sunday putting a dress on and dancing? Or do they come because they're part of a family and a community and, a, and it's the friendship? It may, might make them evaluate what they actually come yeah. to dancing for. That's, that's like, definitely I, something I've said to my mum. I've said, you know, I think they'll either be, there's two types of people who, who are going to stay. You know, it's going to be, the people exactly like everything you've just mentioned and then the people who drift away are going to be those who who obviously didn't have an interest who just come because it was a hobby the mate did or it was just a hobby yeah uh, i would say out of all mine i would say 95 percent of them are probably absolutely dedicated and will come back you yeah. know and they won't want to end the dancing career, if you like, yeah, as a bloody uh, as a one last dancing Kirby Sports <laughs> Centre in March 2020. Yeah. <laughs> even if they would answer, even if they don't finish as a winner, they wouldn't want to. They'd want finish as a champ. They yeah. wouldn't want to finish as a, you know, just as a pandemic memory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't. <laughs> so let's go and, and let's hope the organisations and the other troops are going to be strong enough for all to come back. Yeah. That's another thing, is it? You know, can they build the? You know, have they got the art? Can they build it back up? Yeah, that is the biggest thing, isn't it? And keeping the troops there, and obviously touching on the fact, you know, Tracy doing her things during lockdown. I've seen Etico were doing competitions as well. I suppose everyone's yeah, just been trying to do. I always have not been bits. joining. Like I said, they've not even been joining in any of them. But they they are a bit odd. They do keep the they do you know like they do keep themselves to themselves. Yeah. It it you know the the odd few do. There's not a lot of mine. They don't go into these matching competitions. There's not a lot of them. They don't. They're just. They know, they don't. I try and encourage them, but they're not having any of it. They just do what they want. They do their own thing. Yeah. But um, every every troop's different, aren't they? But yeah, exactly. It's been nice to talk about it. What you've made me do is get um, you've made me think because you've asked me for look for weekend things that weekend. Like I've got like uh, memory books that they've done for me and like books out and that, and it's made me look back and think, you know what, Wednesday. It, 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 you, you, you've had a great time with all these girls and you've got like a lot of memories and you've got a lot of friends. I've never got to be on my own either. Like I said, I've no brothers and sisters <laughs> or any. I've not got a big family or anything. Yeah. But so really, all them up there, I'm, I'm, I'm my family. So yeah. I will miss them if I couldn't get back to dancing. So with a bit of luck, fingers crossed, Jordan, we can <laughs> build it back up again. Definitely. I think that's that's the perfect way to finish, I feel. It's... Everything you've mentioned has been absolutely perfect and I, and I couldn't have asked for a better first guest. Wow, how amazing. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed our talk with Wendy. The Cannon of Ball story for me was absolutely fantastic. Um, and obviously hearing about Wendy's mum and dad and how they started and you know moved into the carnival world. You know, I, for one, didn't know who Wendy's parents were. Um, Again, like I said, Wendy touched on the fact that Hagfold is just much more than a name. 
it's a family and those girls stay, you know, 25 plus years. 35 plus years she's had some of those girls there for. And it's a testament of her time that she's definitely been doing something right. So good on you, Wendy. Thank you for being our first modest guest. I would also like to just give a quick shout out to someone who I've kind of made friends with, although I've known him in the carnival world for some time, Mr. Gary Melia of Colette's, although it's not a Colette's entity, um, but he's been starting up a podcast about Troop World um, and he's been touching on some very iconic people in the entertaining world and just recently interviewed Steve from Maneco and it was a, a fantastic insight into Steve's life and if you haven't already then please please do go over and check out uh, Gary's Troop World podcast there on Spotify um, so hopefully we can put a little link below and you can uh, go over to that because it really is a treat. So, as you know, at the start, I uh, spoke about buy me a coffee. We're still going to keep the buy me a coffee going. So if you've enjoyed Wendy's episode, if you can donate £2, £3, £4, whatever, the cost of entry into a hall, even if it's a pound, then... It really does go a long way. It enables us to keep these podcasts going, to eventually achieve more in conversations, some more live streams with people face-to-face, -face, given the COVID restrictions. And it just brings a glimmer of hope that just maybe 2021 might be a time that we can get back out on those arenas. I, for one, would definitely go outside and judge in December if it meant a glimmer of hope of being back out there. Thank you very, very much for watching this first episode and we'll see you back here for episode two.